Welcome to the Ferris Love Podcast, where we share spiritual and practical ideas for how to live family life with a beautiful, self-sacrificing love. Today, we brought back Sterling Jaquith, a life coach at Made for Greatness. If you missed it, she joined us on episode 23 of season two to discuss overcoming overwhelm as a mom. And today she's back and we're going to talk about understanding our stress responses to improve our lives. So welcome, Sterling. Thank you so much. I love the work you guys are doing. That's awesome. We we love what you're doing. Um, and you know, the episode on overcoming overwhelm was so popular. People loved it. Um, I'm still hearing about it months later. So I'm sure this one is going to be equally impactful for so many. I love it. Um, and you know, it's just, there's no manual for parenting, right? Exactly. So I think it's really good for us to have these conversations because we all become parents mm-hmm. and no one knows what they're doing and we're all trying to figure it out. And so I love capturing this wisdom on this podcast. It's kind of like recreating meeting women, washing their clothes at the river, right? That's how we used to learn from each other. And we don't have that anymore. So I feel like podcasting is kind of recreating that. Oh, it's so true. I was literally just having a conversation with someone the other day. That's like, this is why so many people feel so lost because they don't, they don't have that community anymore where they can like lean on and be like, well, you did this. I did that. And like, we don't have that. So we're getting, we need to get our information elsewhere. So the podcast definitely helps. So Cool. Let's dive in stress. Let's talk about it. Um, what is happening when we're stressed? How do we know these stress responses? All the things. Yeah. I think the biggest thing to know is that one, we're not taught about our human brain. We're not taught about stress. And so something like we're walking around 70 or 80% of our day in a pretty high stress state and you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. You don't even realize that your body is freaked out, that it thinks something is really wrong. And and the way that our brains were designed when something was stressful, it, it redirects blood to different places in your life. You actually, uh, it stops producing saliva. Cause it's like, Hey, you don't need to worry about that right now. We're not eating. We need to not die. And so mm-hmm. all these crazy things happen in our body when we have a stress response and they were meant to happen for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But when the scary thing is your calendar, When the scary thing is waking up and thinking about your day, then Mm. it's with you all the time. And our brains are just confused right now. They're like, wait, wait, are we in danger the whole day? And, and it's breaking our bodies down. So we're sick and we're tired and we're confused and we're just not really sure what's going on because most of us are in a near constant stress state. Mm-hmm. I would guess though, that a lot of people, if you ask them, like, are you stressed? They'd be like, no, not really. Like I even do right. that. Like, I'm like, I'm not stressed. And then suddenly I'll get a migraine and I'll be like, just kidding. Clearly I'm stressed. Yeah. So how do we, I don't know, start to notice signs mm-hmm. of feeling stressed. Yeah. So a big one for me is noticing when I'm holding my breath Oh, and it's, it's a funny thing, but when I'm kind of stressed or I'm worried, or I'm thinking about something, I am holding my breath and then I'll, I'll catch myself with a, take a deep gasp, like a deep breath. And, and it kind of shows me, Oh, I was just low level anxious. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't breathing, which is just, just a stress response where you're kind of paying attention to your environment. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big key for me. And now I just really, I I have so much awareness of it and you're going to practice. I mean, that's the answer for everything is you're going to practice kind of taking your own temperature throughout the day and going, Hey, do I feel really calm right now? Mm. And another word that I like is regulated because calm, Um, 
you know, calm suggests like we're sitting on a park bench and nothing's happening and the breeze is going by. And that's not how you feel if you have three small kids. Okay. Right. There's, it's pretty hard to feel what we think of as calm in mm-hmm. that environment. But if you begin to go, am I regulated? Which means, mm-hmm. can I have a normal and controlled emo- emotional response to what's mm-hmm. happening to me? That's sure. that's what we want to shoot for. Mm-hmm. And then as you become more aware of whether you're stressed or not, the the steps I want you to take is just to notice, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in a stress state right now. And then if you notice that you're in a stress state, we're doing absolutely nothing else until we calm our nervous system down mm-hmm. and until we're not in a stress state. And so there's no problem solving. I don't want you to think about anything. Whatever it is can wait, right? Whatever. Yeah. I mean, as long as everyone's safe, which pretty much is always true, right? We're really very rarely in bodily danger. Right. Um, as long as everyone else is sta- safe, your job is just to come back to peace right? Mm -hmm. Come back to that. I'm okay. I'm regulated. I'm thinking clearly space Mm -hmm. instead of being in a stress state. Sure. That makes sense. So for you, it's like taking a deep breath and like paying attention Mm -hmm. to that. I would imagine others, maybe they clench their jaw and maybe it's, you know, moving their jaw around a little bit and like trying to do that or whatever it happens to be that their stress response is that you're just like paying attention to it and trying to kind of release that without problem solving without, because I think often too, we're like, well, I'm just going to figure this out. Like I'm stressed. So they're probably just right. figure it out. And then I will be not stressed, but that's yeah, not totally. We try for. to, we try to jam through our analytical problem solving, but mm-hmm. literally the blood is being redirected away from your brain. So you're just really dumb. I want you guys to internalize this. You're just really a dumb, dumb. Okay. When mm-hmm. you are in a stress state, which is why so many moms talk about being confused. Mm. We just hear that all the time. I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. These are women who were highly successful, very productive, um, had really strong self-confidence. And then they become moms and we're in this crazy stress environment sure. and, and they, there's just fogginess there. But I want you to know that there's fogginess because your brain is doing its job. Mm-hmm. It thinks you're in danger and it's redirecting your systems mm-hmm. so that you don't have access to your thinking brain and that's this is going to show up in two major ways. Okay. So some of you are going to be hyper aroused, right? Mm-hmm. You're like cleaning, you're running around the house, you're flipping through papers, you're looking through your phone, there's going to be kind of this frantic energy. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's that's a what we might put in the bucket of a flight response. Mm, right. You're just trying to run away from this feeling. Mm -hmm. And so you get really busy. Some of you are stress exercisers. Okay. And like exercise is a healthy thing, but if you're stressed out and that's, that's how we're running, right. Mm -hmm. Then the, just think about the cortisol being pumped through your system as you're running. Like it just Mm -hmm. is a very different experience than when you're running out of love for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's like hyper arousal. And you're going to think, um, you know, it's hard for me to sit down. It's hard for me to relax. Uh, these are moms that struggle with anger, a lot of anger. Um, and usually there's a lack of sleep when we're having this kind of hyper, hyper response to stress. Mm-hmm. Then the flip side is the hypo arousal, which is the slowing down. So some of you, when you feel stressed, you check out, mm-hmm. you just numb yourself. You stop thinking and problem solving. Mm-hmm. And you might sleep too much, mm. right? And you might never get out of your chair. 
and you'll feel this kind of heavy sense of, I can't get started. I want to get started, Mm. but I can't get started. You are probably someone who tells yourself you're lazy, Mm. but what's crazy is you're not lazy. That's just your form of a Mm -hmm. stress response. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think at times we can do either one, but I think for most of us, we have a tendency to either be like the frantic busybody kind or the, you know, sit on the couch and scroll through my phone kind. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I'm the hyper arousal one and until I'm like way over, like I've done that for way too long. And then I move into the hypo arousal one where I'm like, and yes. my body's like, and now we're done. We're not doing any of that. Yeah. Anymore. But yeah, I'm going to force you. I'm going to force yeah. you to rest. Totally. Yep. Um, yeah. And so I just, but the first thing is just to notice it mm-hmm. and be so gentle with yourself. I want all of you, when you notice that you're stressed, to just start with the the words, of course, of mm-hmm. course, I'm stressed right now. Mm-hmm. All the humans, all the humans would feel stressed because we have judgment immediately mm-hmm. is usually our first response. And so okay. when we see the stress, just, oh, of course, I'm stressed right now. My mm-hmm. brain thinks one of the kids is going to die or, right. you know, we don't have any money or, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm going to be stuck in little kid land forever, whatever it is. Right. Just like. Right love your brain because Mm -hmm. it's trying so hard. It loves you and it's trying so hard and it's just misfiring. But Mm -hmm. when you meet it with acceptance and compassion, it's Mm -hmm. so much easier than to get out of a stress state instead of resisting it and judging it and being mad about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's so key because we often, yeah, like you were saying, like we try and work it out and figure it out and be done with it or whatever, instead of stepping back and be like, okay, like this is actually a really beautiful way in which I was created for my Mm -hmm. brain to like help me process this and help me survive, right? Like help my ancestors way long ago survive tiger attacks or whatever. Um, Totally. It's the beautiful part of our creation too and the way that we were wired. Well, and I like people to know that it was even true a hundred years ago. I mean, we, yeah. I like, I like going to the tiger chasing analogies because our brains really get it. We really get that we'd have right. to have superhuman powers for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, you know, when we think back to, you know, World War II and what women had to do in that time, sure. uh, they, they had to like, get it together. There were times yeah. when they had to get their body to do things that were incredible to survive. And that wasn't very long ago. That wasn't very long ago that um, there were actually just a lot more threats to the Mm -hmm. body than there are now. Yeah, it's so true. My grandma just turned 93. And some of her stories of growing up on a farm in like central Illinois and not knowing if they were going to have food and, you know, not having running water in in the farm like that, that was she's still alive. Like it's recent that. Yeah. 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 But, but again, meeting yourself with compassion, because I think when we hear about primitive brains, sometimes we're like, well, but we're so much more evolved and, you know, we don't need to act like that, but really it's, it's just been such a short time Mm. that women didn't die in childbirth and Mm. simple diseases didn't take us out. And, you know, there are still people obviously who struggle with hunger in the world, but in general, most, most people listening to this podcast are in a first world country and don't worry about that. Right. Um, And so I just want you to know that for forever and ever and ever, the brain was programmed to, to look out for these things. And now it's kind of just confused. It really just doesn't know what to do. It's like, we solved all of its major problems. Mm -hmm. And that's why what to make for lunch, not knowing what to make for lunch for your kids 
feels like a really big problem. It right. feels like a really big problem because we've taken care of all your actual really big problems. And so it's still just looking for danger. Mm-hmm. And so it's just misfiring on, on everyday things. And then you're just walking around like a hot mess in your nervous system for most of the day. Right. Exactly. So once we've kind of slowed down enough to have awareness of what's happening, maybe I need to take that deep breath, unclench my jaw, whatever it happens to be. Um, what's next? Like what's the next step that we take then? Yeah. So just anything that helps you come back to that peaceful place. And I recommend making a list of five Mm -hmm. or 10 things Mm -hmm. and, and do it when you're calm. But then, you know, I like taping things up in the inside of my cupboard in my kitchen because you're mm-hmm. usually kind of near near that area. And sure. then you can open it up and it's going to say something like drink a glass of water. Mm-hmm. I find that opening the front door and putting air on my face for 60 seconds makes mm-hmm. a, a big difference. You don't have to go for a five minute walk. If you have a bunch of kids at home, you may not be able to do that. Sure. And sometimes taking the kids for a walk is a stressful experience, my friend. So sure. that's not really helpful. But even just you... Mm-hmm. air on your face for a couple minutes makes a big difference. Okay. And then at different times of day, that's when you might take a bath, mm-hmm. right? You might go for a walk. You might need to eat something, which sure. I think is fun. Sometimes we're stressed because we're just hungry or we hadn't, haven't had enough water. And so yeah. make the list for you really just mm-hmm. think about what calms you down. It might be music, but some of you might be completely overloaded sensory wise and music would make it way worse. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's it's going to be different things. Uh, another one that's really helpful is hugging a human or hugging or petting a pet. Oh. That is another one that, that releases oxytocin in our brain and it helps us to just like, okay, I'm safe because no, nobody's hugging anyone when the lion's chasing you. Right. Right. So it tells your brain like, Hey, we're fine. We're if we okay. can stop and do this. And there's some oxytocin. It mm-hmm. kind of, it kind of tricks it into being like, Hey, we're safe. Let's so bring fun. it down. I like this too, because it's, it sounds very individual, right? Like for some people, like you were saying, like music works and for other people, like no music. And so it's not like, oh, one size fits all, or like, here's the prescription for de-stressing um, or working through this. It's like, you have to identify the things that work for you. And that might be a little bit of trial and error too, I would guess, right? Like Absolutely. Try the music. And then you're like, oh no, this is, it's too much. The kids are also mm-hmm. screaming like no way or whatever, right? Like figuring that out for yourself. Yeah. And I just, I think also being committed to the process because it Mm -hmm. is a process, but one of the reasons why we go through something challenging, we're willing to experiment Mm -hmm. and fail and be wrong is if we believe that it's worth it, if Mm. we believe that it's worth it. And so I want all of you to know right now, I super duper promise because I just do this with just hundreds of moms. It is possible to Mm. be way less stressed than you are. I think particularly as Americans, we just have this idea that like, oh, this is it. Modern society is just really fast paced and we're all have to do this now, Mm -hmm. but you really, really don't. I was just talking to a mom and she's been doing this work for almost two years. And she was saying, I'm just so happy and things are so much better. I'm a little worried that something bad is going to happen. I'm like, yeah, that's actually how it feels when you start healing your life. Mm. You think I can't be this happy. I can't, it can't be this good. Mm -hmm. And you worry that, that something bad is going to happen. So I just, I want all of you to know that it's possible and well worth the effort Mm -hmm. of what, cause listen, it sounds annoying to almost all of us to say, 
oh, I'm going to learn about stress responses and how I react. And I'm going to heal my past trauma and feel my feelings. Like none of us want to do that. None of us. No, it's true. It sounds horrible. (laughs) It sounds horrible. Yeah. So I'm not sitting here like, oh, I have this magic thing and you should do it. No, none of us want to do it. I never feel like doing it. I never feel like doing this work, but I'm just so convinced Mm-hmm. that what God said is true and that we really can have peace in any moment, in sure. any moment, which is just crazy. And so I'm just, I'm committed to finding out how many moments, how many moments can I really have peace? Even, even if the storm is swirling around me mm-hmm. and it's, I just think it's well worth the discomfort of mm-hmm. getting to know yourself and what you like. Sure. I would imagine too, like, it gets worse before it gets better, right? Like as you first start noticing this, suddenly you're like really aware of all your thoughts and you're really aware yep. of all the things that are stressing you out. And like, you might feel like this is not worth it or like you don't believe healing is possible because like, yes, this is worse. This is not better, right? This is not the yeah. better that Sterling promises. Yeah, but, or shame. Yeah. I think sometimes when we see how stressed we are, we're mm. like, how can I believe in God mm. and allow all of this stress and we feel this, this sense of shame about it. Mm. And that's why I love that phrase. Of course, like, of course Mm -hmm. I feel like this no time in history. Have we raised children this alone? Like Mm. no time have you not been surrounded by other women to help you. Mm. It has never been this hard Mm -hmm. um, emotionally. Right. So again, previously there was disease and maybe a lack of food, but like there was togetherness in that. Right. And now we just don't have that. And so saying, of course, will really help take the shame out of it. Like, mm-hmm. of course, and no one teaches us this. So of course you're struggling with it mm-hmm. until the day that you, until the day that you learn about it. Right. Exactly. Makes perfect sense. So we slow down, we believe that healing is possible. We become aware, right? We start, we have our list of five things to kind of help us calm down. And then yeah. what, what's next for this? Once we're calm. Yeah, and then, Yeah. This next step is something that I do if I have time, but I delay if I don't have time. So I want you guys to know that. So the next thing is to really process Mm. what made you stressed. And so like if, if my kids are around and they're creating a lot of noise and it's freaking me out and I snap at them, okay, Mm. then I want to calm down. But I don't have the luxury of time right then to pull out a piece of paper and like, just think about my thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll make a mental note. like What mm-hmm. was the sequence of events that led up to that? And then I'll explore it later that evening or the next morning. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll break it down. I'll be like, okay, what was going on? What were you thinking? What were you scared of? And I'll try to identify mm-hmm. what was the tiger for you in mm-hmm. that moment. And I'll just, I'll sit with it. I'll just sit with that feeling and sit with that thought. And I just, it's so important you guys to validate what it is for yourself because Mm -hmm. we have crazy thoughts all the time, crazy thoughts, but it's really important that you sit with them. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking something like no one likes me or I'm a terrible mom Mm -hmm. or my husband doesn't love me anymore, Mm -hmm. or I, you know, we're never going to have money. Even if intellectually, you know, that that isn't true. Mm -hmm. That's the thing you have to sit with. You really have to sit with it and, and just feel whatever yucky feeling it is. Mm -hmm. Because if you learn how to feel feelings on purpose, right. Then they don't scare you as much later. Mm. They're like, Oh, I can sit and feel the feeling of dread Mm -hmm. and it's going to process out in your body in about 90 seconds Mm -hmm. and you'll learn, oh, the feeling of dread 
while not enjoyable, is not actually a tiger. Right. It's not, not actually a tiger. Mm-hmm. And so the more I, you practice feeling those feelings in the future, then when it comes up, you'll go, oh, this is just dread. I mm-hmm. can feel this for a little bit. And your body likely will have a much less stress response or no stress response. Mm-hmm. I like this because like sitting with your feelings and really acknowledging them and, and working through them is really important. And so often I think, A, we're so busy, but B, we're like, we live in this culture where like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like just push through, like you're strong enough. You can do it. Like you can do it all. And we don't ever process our feelings or very rarely do people really work through kind of processing that or sitting with them. Um, But to really come out on the other side and really heal, like we need to be able to do that. We need to be able to sit with that feeling of overwhelm, that feeling of not good enough, that feeling of despair, whatever it happens to be. Right. And a lot of you parents, um, and this is sad, but it is just true. We won't necessarily do this work for ourselves. Maybe our self-worth is low. Maybe we feel like we're too busy, but if I can get you guys to do this with your kids, the Mm. same thing will happen for you. So if you start paying attention to your kids Mm. and you start noticing their stress responses. Okay. So I have one daughter that's like fiery. She's very fiery and passionate. And her stress response is to like, sound really like this is just a problem. And I don't know what's happening. Right. Like she does that. Sure. And so I've been teaching her to recognize, like, how do you feel in your body? What Mm -hmm. are you feeling right now? Mm -hmm. Right. Let's, let's take some deep breaths. So I have that kiddo. And at the same time, especially if they're having an interaction, one of my other kiddos totally shuts down. Mm. Her face just goes numb. She just checks out. I can see it in her body. And she just has a complete freeze response. And Mm. it's so interesting. And so I've been starting to teach her and she's seven, but I've been starting to teach her about that. Like, Ooh, do you feel the stiffness in your body? Mm. Do you see that? Like the light went out in your eyes? Mm. You know, how does that feel? I can see it. I don't know what it feels like to her, but I I can kind of guess. Right. And, and here's the thing, parents, because it's so hard for us to watch them in discomfort and you're going to want to get them out of there, Mm. but let them stay there. Just Mm -hmm. let them stay there and just say, that's okay. It's okay that you feel this right now. Do not ask them questions because they're out of their minds, right? Just like you are out of your mind when you're having a stress response. Mm -hmm. I will just narrate for them what's happening. And then I will, hey, let's get a glass of water. Hey, let's go outside and I'll do it with them. Mm -hmm. And watching it play out in children is so inspiring because mm. you, you'll just be like, oh, I get it. And I want to do that. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of a tricksy way of getting you to do it. Even if you don't feel like it, you will probably mm. do it to give that gift to your children. And I love that it's really setting them up then for success later on in life when they become parents and when they run into like what I would call bigger life stressors, right? Like, can I pay my bills? Like whatever. Um, yeah. That's really helping them do that. And it's not telling the kids like you're fine, get over it you're fine. Move on. Right. You're fine. Yeah. Don't process this. Like, you know, just move on. No, it's like literally pause. Let's think this through now. Let's work this through now and acknowledge what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and you know, sometimes we rush the kids through their, their feelings or their emotions because we're annoyed. Like it's annoying right. when they do that. Or sometimes it's just that it's uncomfortable for us to watch them have that right. experience. And exactly. so being willing to sit with them and just say, seems like you're really angry right now right? Mm-hmm. that you're feeling anger in your body, mm-hmm. you know, and just sitting with them, but just know that 
that will set them up, just like you said, for so much success in the future. Mm -hmm. And children are so willing to learn Mm -hmm. and to change their behavior. Uh, But it will make a believer out of you to see them do it. And my my nine-year-old, the one who is steamy, she's very like steam comes out of her ear. She gets upset. (laughs) Um, She's learning how to do it. And the other day she got really upset and she was like, I just need to go calm down in my room. And she like stormed (laughs) up. I went to her room and then, um, and then she came back and she was like, okay, I'm calm now. And I was like, oh, it's so cool when you really see them get it and, and take care of themselves in that way. I think a really important step too, that you point out in this is that you, you fully process it and kind of think through like what happened and what, what got you to the stress mode when you're calm and after the fact, instead of during it. Right. Because often when we're trying to analyze during the moment, it just makes us more stressed, right? Like if I start making a list of all the things that stress me out while I'm stressed, that just causes more stress. Totally. Like I'm going to calm, I'm going to recenter, I'm going to refocus. And then when I'm in a better state, I will then look at, you know, what's causing this response in me. Yeah. And just remember you guys, you guys are kind of dumb and you're a bad problem solver when you're in a stress state. And so, you know, I, I, noticed that even when I'm with my husband, if we're having intense conversation and I kind of feel my body start to feel stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have the presence of mind, I'll say, Hey, we need to stop this conversation. I need a couple minutes mm-hmm. to come to calm my nervous system down. And then we can have this conversation again, because I know it will not be a productive conversation. And mm-hmm. I will either, you know, be knives out while we're talking, or I will pull away and withdraw to become self-protective. It's going to be one of those things. Hmm. And, and we won't solve any problems like that. Sure. 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 So once you, we've, we have calmed down and we've had a chance to kind of look at that situation. Like, what do we do with that information that we get? Right. Like we're like, Oh, this was the lion. They have the parent lion. Yeah. Cause it's going to keep happening. Like I'm going to still be worried about paying the bills. I'm going to still be worried about my daughter's response to whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that question. And and again, the answer is going to be it's different for everyone because sure. I don't think identifying self-work means we have to do it right away, right? Yeah. We just aren't always in a great day or season of life to mm-hmm. do the work. And so I will just... I'll check in with the Lord and I'll say, Lord, is this a wound that Mm. you want me to work on right now? Or are we going to do it at a different time? Because there Mm. are times when we, we have less energy. I have a a client right now and she's three months pregnant and on progesterone. And so her energy is very low. So if we uncovered some sort of like childhood fear about money, I'll Mm -hmm. just say like, we're going to talk about that in 2024. Like, we're not going to deal with that right now. It Mm -hmm. is totally fine. You do not need to process that at all. And so some things are little, but some things are bigger and you see them and you're like, oh, that's kind of a deep thing. Mm -hmm. And when I find those in myself, a lot of times I'll talk about it in terms of five years. I'll be like, okay, we're going to slowly work on that and heal that, you know, two to five years, depending on what it is. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel urgent. Nothing's Mm -hmm. broken in me. Right. right. It's not, this is not keeping me from living my life. We don't want to add a new level of urgency or problem, mm-hmm. right? Healing can become a tiger itself. If you think, Oh no, I have to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And so giving yourself space and really inviting the Lord in and just saying, mm-hmm. all right, Lord, how do you want me to proceed? And so I think it really is in prayer that we discern what we're supposed to do. You might need to, to do therapy. Right. right. You might need yeah. life coaching. 
You might need to buy a book or listen to a podcast. Like there might be something for you to do. And I think we just, we ask that in our prayer time. Mm -hmm. I think it's so good because it's, that's also acknowledging that we can't just all always do it on our own, right? That we, yes, we need to sit with our feelings. Yes. We need to acknowledge these lions or whatever, these tigers that are coming at us, but then also like, we need to then turn to God, right? Like we need to then turn to him and be like, okay, Lord, like without you, I cannot, but with you, I can't, right? Like, and we can do this together, but then asking him too, like, but, but which, which tiger do you want me <laughs> to hunt down first and deal with? Right. Um, and we can't do it all at the same time. We can't, we can't hit all the stresses and all the worries simultaneously or, you know, quick. Yeah. And I think he gives us a sense. I think he gives us a sense of our work too. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you're praying about your finances. You might hear from him. It's going to be fine. Right. It might just be that like, it's going to be fine. And then as you're praying about your family, you might hear like this kiddo needs some more of your time or this Mm -hmm. kiddo needs some more of your love, or you need to teach this kiddo how to pray. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you might feel this, this sense from God, like, Hey, we're not working on the money thing right now. I've got you. It's not going to get worse. Just like a, a piece. Mm -hmm. And then he'll give you something to do and you'll feel conviction about that. Mm -hmm. And so we always feel good when he talks to us and it's usually some form of like, Hey, don't worry about this. I've got it. Or it's not important right now. Mm -hmm. And then he'll say kind of, this is, this is your work. This is what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. And he will give you, he will give you whatever you need Mm -hmm. for the season of life that you're in. Exactly. Yeah. That grace, that, that seasonal kind of grace or that, you know, state of life grace is, is very powerful, right. That he does kind of guide us and give us what we need in that moment. Um, maybe we don't need to be taking care of all of them at the same time, but one specifically that are going to help us, you know, get closer to heaven and closer to him as well. Um, yeah. And I think one of the ways that he shows us what we are supposed to work on is by what he puts in front of us. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. you may be listening to this podcast right now because it is the time in your life where he goes, Hey, you are walking around being way more stressed than you should. Mm-hmm. So I really pay attention to the books and episodes that kind of are in front mm-hmm. of me. And I also use that as a gauge of like, oh, okay, what is the Lord, what tools is he putting in front of me that maybe I need to use for this, this moment in my life? It's so true. Yeah. I just finished reading this book about the mind and like kind of along a lot of these lines, like that our mind kind of has a million thoughts and we're all over the place and it's constantly popping everywhere. And, but it is interesting how you, you tend to see kind of trends in your life or like common themes that are going through and our Lord's like, Hey pay attention to this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that's great. Um, Sterling, before we sign off any last words of wisdom you want to share with, with our audience. Yeah. The last thing I want to say, because this is not always intuitive is that we, even as a culture, we have begun to talk about self-care a lot more. Mm. We we keep telling women like you aren't doing enough self-care. It's so funny. Like that we take stressed women and then we like stress them out about (laughs) self-care and a lot, totally. And so a lot of you are like your husband watches the kids and you leave the house for two or three hours, or you're taking a bath and then it's just actually not restorative. Mm -hmm. It's not restorative. It's not relaxing. And you're confused. And again, you're going to make it mean something's wrong with you. You're going to have shame about that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that when we're walking around in a near constant stress state and you're unaware of it, you're probably engaging in the self-care with like low level dread Mm -hmm. or numbness, Mm -hmm. right? And it just like actually... 
actually feels terrible. And you know what I'm talking about, you guys, because you're sitting in a bubble bath and you're like, this should feel amazing, but it doesn't. You're actually sitting there and you feel kind of worried or anxious. Sure. Yeah. Especially if like, if you know, your spouse is giving you the time mm-hmm. and you're like, this is a treat. I should be, I should be relaxing. And then you're not. And now we're freaked out about that. Um, and so just know that that is, we are all grappling with that right now. We are all learning how to be in modern day society mm-hmm. and it is difficult and it is, it is complex. And we are all trying to figure out, mm-hmm. you know, what actually restores my body and my mind. And if, if you're trying things and it's not working, Mm -hmm. then just be okay with that. Just be like, Oh, in today, a bath is not really what I need. Right. Right. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And as you begin to recognize whether you're in a stress state, you'll start to see, Oh yeah, I had three hours. I went to a bookstore and a coffee shop, but I was stressed out the whole time. So of course it didn't relax me. Mm -hmm. And then you can do some of the things that we talked about Mm -hmm. in this episode to begin to, to decrease your stress. And then the more you decrease your stress, the more your nervous system will be able to relax into some of those activities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love this too, because, because self-care is so personal, right? Like some people are mm-hmm. think of a bath and they're like, ew, no, but they would rather go for a nice walk in a park, right. Or sit at that coffee shop and read a book, but like learning how, what is actually going to restore you through self-care that it's not just like, well, we all just have to take bubble baths or we all just mm-hmm. need to whatever binge Netflix. No, but like finding that for ourselves, but then also realizing it's at some points, if you're so high stressed, nothing's going to really relax you until you work through all of this. And then you're going to be able to find things that are going to help you. Yeah. I love that you said binge watch Netflix because there is a way that I watch television and I just, it's, I give myself permission and I just pick something so yummy and I'm like, I'm just going to watch pride and prejudice right now. And I love it. And it's so restorative. And then there's another way where I'm kind of like anxious and I don't want to go to bed Mm -hmm. and I just, I pick something and then I feel terrible. I'm like, oh, I should be praying and not watching this show right now. And I, you know, all these things and it's the same activity. It's the same activity, but in one way, like it, it is self-care and I love it. And so I, part of it, you guys, is that permission piece. Like if you're going to do something, if you're going to sit on the, on the couch and scroll on your phone for 40 minutes just lean into it. Give yourself permission be like, you know what? The kids have been crazy today. I am going to check out and sit here and play with Instagram just Mm -hmm. to feed my mind some candy. And I love it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do it for 40 minutes. And then when you're done, you'll be like, oh, that was such a treat. That was such a gift that I gave myself instead of beating yourself up and feeling guilty. And so Mm -hmm. permission often I think is one of the ways that self-care is more fulfilling instead of more stressful. Sure. I think this is also too kind of the difference between like escaping and restoring, right? Yeah. Like you're like you restore with the pride and prejudice, like, cause that's what you chose to do. And you gave yourself permission yeah. as opposed to like, you're not restoring yourself. You're like escaping. If you're just like binging, I don't know, whatever the great mm-hmm. cake, whatever. Right. Because you're like, yeah. you should be doing all these other things, but you're just too tired. And so you just turn it on and then you, you know, you're not restoring, you're just escaping. So kind of balancing those two and finding that is important. Yeah. Okay. Last thing. Yes, I'm going to do a second last thing. Okay. I love it. The last thing is we are not asking God specific enough questions. Mm. Okay? A lot of us are praying and we're just like, ah, it hurts. Like just some version of like, Lord, this life, it hurts. 
And I want you to, to bring more things to him, be much more specific and be like, Lord, you know, how do you want me to show up with this kid? How do you want me to, to care for my home? How do you want me to, to see myself more the way that you do, Lord, like really begin asking him much more specific questions and he will answer it. And the more you do that, you will be filled with conviction and conviction we don't feel stress when we feel conviction. It actually doesn't feel like fear. We walk into it and we're like, yes, God has made me for this. He asked me to do this. I'm going to do it. We feel focus, sure. right? So it's kind of like an intense feeling, but it's not fear. And so a lot of my clients who are very faithful, mm -hmm. I will say, hey, did you ask the Lord about this decision? And they will go, you know what? I have not. Like they've been mm -hmm. praying every day in, in a general way. Yeah. but not a specific way. So I want to invite all of you to just get a lot more specific as you talk to him. That's great. I think, especially like, even when you look at scenes in the Bible where people come to Jesus and the new Testament, they ask for very specific things like, Lord, I want to see, right. Like not just like yeah. heal me. No, they're like, I need, I need sight, right. I need to be cured of leprosy. And he, they're very clear with what they're asking of him. Um, and then he grants them what they ask. So it's a great point. Yeah. Um, love it. Love it. Sterling, where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about your coaching or anything like that? Yeah, I do two kinds of coaching. I do life coaching for Catholic moms. And then I also do business coaching for Catholic moms who are building a business while raising kids. But you can find all of that in the same place, which is madeforgreatness.co. There is no M on the end. <laughs> all right, great. We'll, we'll link to it in the show notes as well. I really appreciate uh, you joining us today for this conversation about stress and our stress responses. Um, hopefully people got a lot of really great things out of it. Thank you so much and for what you do. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ferris Love Podcast. If you enjoyed it, there are a few quick things you can do to support us. Share this episode with a friend, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or visit us at ferrisloveshrine.org.